So the other day I was talking to Donovan and I was telling him all about like this issue that I was having and I ended up giving him like a whole five minute just like rant about everything that I was struggling with and after talking out loud to him I was like uh Donovan creating this whole situation in my head aren't I? Yeah, as you were saying these things, I was like, all of these are problems that you can fix. But I feel like it's a common problem for us to limit ourselves and put ourselves into boxes when in reality, like life isn't as complicated as we make it out to be. So that's what we're going to be diving into today. Welcome to the Power of Will podcast, where two athlete turned entrepreneurs aim to inspire people to evolve their mindset, define their goals and accomplish their version of success. If you're an entrepreneur, a person building a brand, or someone aiming to live life with intention, this podcast will give you the weekly motivation you need to take action. I'm Donovan Barrett. And I'm Samory Morris. And let's go ahead and get right into this week's episode. Welcome back. Thank you for tuning in. I know it's been quite a while since we've uploaded an episode and you guys have been requesting. Honestly, the only excuse we have is that we suck. (laughs) (laughs) No, we just got like life taking over like everything else. Which is code for we suck. (laughs) (laughs) But And we're here to give you your life and, you know, bring back the dynamic duo. So we're going to get right into this, starting with our five grateful. Sammy, why don't you start? All right. So my first grateful for today is the fall weather. I really like summer but for some reason like as the air is getting a little crisper I just love like oh the feeling of autumn I'm excited for that so I'm grateful for that I feel like this has been like the last few days have been the first time I felt good weather in Florida and like (laughs) months. So um, I'm really grateful for exercise. I've been exercising every day again. And I forgot like how much physical activity really just can change your whole mood and your whole outlook on life. Those endorphins, man. Yeah. Okay, my third grateful is um, I'm grateful for friends that are there for you, especially this week. I've had just lots of like I had a girls night the other day where we just went through so much chatting about life. And I just really appreciate friends that are there for you to kind of help you out through life. I am grateful. This is going to sound like really cheesy, but I'm grateful that I woke up today because that's not a luxury that everybody has. And getting to wake up and be able to just go and pursue whatever I want and make the most out of my days in this time where we have time to reflect is a blessing. So I'm really grateful to have woken up and be able to record this podcast with my best friend today. Honestly, that's a great one. I love it. Um, My last one I also kind of feel like is cheesy, though. Um, (laughs) My last one is small moments that make me laugh. Um, I'm grateful for that because, yeah, like I I guess when I struggle with things, there's always good moments in a day that can be something as little as like your dog doing something dumb or, you know, just like random things. But those little small moments that just make you laugh and appreciate life, I'm grateful for those because they really can change my mood. Yeah, those moments are everything. I remember like yesterday, or not yesterday, but a few days ago, I was having like a really rough time and my dog was just out like playing with his toy and it just like put a big smile on his face, my face because he looked so goofy. And I'm like, oh my God, you just changed my whole mood around. Dogs are seriously the best. Everyone should have one. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) Okay. Um, so let's go into the topic for today, which is creating insecurities. And I guess I can start off you know, like talking about why we chose this topic. 
Um, like I said, the other day I was having a conversation with Donovan and I realized that I, I felt really insecure in this one situation. And as I was talking through it, I was like, I'm the one who's coming up with all of these insecurities. They don't actually exist. It's just me kind of relating them on my past and where they're coming from. And just like as I was analyzing that, that's when I'm just like, oh, like I'm the one creating them. I'm the one who can also like who's in charge of taking them away. So that's why I like this topic for today. Yeah, I mean, and I feel like this can be applied to so many aspects of life. Like we create limitations in almost everything. I feel like as human beings, we're constantly like assessing threats. I feel like that might just be human nature. And we're always preparing for what the worst is, which I don't always think is a bad thing. But I think it's important to step back and realize that you're creating situations that haven't even happened yet in your head. And you have to kind of like, you know, push past those things. Definitely. So our first kind of section for this is going to be where these insecurities come from. For me, while I was talking to Donovan about this one topic, it was on the subject of just like being in a relationship. Um, I recently started a new relationship and I was just feeling a bit insecure about different things. Uh, Like I said, they weren't actually good reasons, but where they were stemming from was previous relationships that I've had like over the past 10 years, Um, just different situations that I was in before with certain people. And now I'm just like looking for patterns and trying to attach different things so that I don't get hurt again. So I think past experiences, that's one place they definitely come from. Yeah, I would totally agree. I was just going to say that, that, you know, I think as humans, we assess everything as a threat, but especially if it's something that's happened to us before, when we see maybe a similar pattern or maybe not even a similar pattern, but we just get into a situation where that could happen again, we feel like we have to, like we expect for that same hurt to happen again, when in fact, like everybody's different, like whether it's a relationship or a new job opportunity or, you know, trying a new craft, like just because maybe you were bad at something before doesn't mean you'll be bad at it now, or just because you were hurt before doesn't mean you'll be hurt now. So I really think that um, insecurities come from our own experiences, our own um, fears and our body and our mind trying to prevent the same pain coming to us again, because I feel like our body and our mind is like always trying to protect us to a fault sometimes. Yeah. And yeah, it definitely gets in the way of things and it makes you be able to not see as clearly. So I think identifying them is the first important thing. Just being like, oh, like this is where it's coming from, um, from like, you know, I'm relating it to this other thing, just starting to identify different things like that. Um, So I kind of, oh, do you have something else to say? Yeah, I just feel like that when you're having these things, the most important thing is that, like you said, you acknowledge that it's there, but then you even go deeper than that. And you you have to understand and acknowledge that this is just a fear. It's not a reality. Like this person or this thing may give you no indication that something bad is going to happen. You're, you're just creating them. So I think step one is to acknowledge that they're there. But step two is to acknowledge that it's okay that they're there and to realize that Um, you're having these thoughts because of a past experience and it's not a fair indication of what the future holds. I'm trying to think about like different things I've done this in besides, you know, like a relationship. I'm trying to think of like, you know, in fights because you're thinking about it from like our athletic careers. Um, Mm -hmm. I mean, I definitely did this with insecurities just because like I said, growing up, I lost a lot of different matches for sparring. And so when I decided to get competitive, I would draw upon those and I'd be like, 
oh, I'm just going to lose because that's what's always happened. So it's an easy thing to just like fall into and just create those insecurities about yourself when really it serves you no good because if you want to make a change, you have to start with your like your mind. You have to be able to act confident, feel confident if you want to really make a change. So sticking to those insecurities, it really just harms you. I think that's a really good point. It actually made me think of another place where insecurities come from. I think insecurities can also come from your ego. Like like you were just talking about with your competition. Like maybe you're afraid to try new things or to go out there and get on a stage or a you know, in a ring or a mat or whatever, because you know, you feel the need to be the best at everything you do. And so if you aren't a hundred percent or mostly sure that you're going to be good at this thing, then you feel like you can't do it because you don't want somebody to see you being bad. So I think that's another place where insecurities might come from is our own ego, because whether you want to admit it or not, we all have an ego. And the thing is, like, no one is usually good at something when they first try, but we tend to find something in our youth that maybe we're good at. And then we feel the need to just like stick with that throughout our entire life where because we're afraid to like try those new experiences because we're used to being so good at this and not being good at something else makes us feel like it's not viable when in fact like you have to take the first step just like you do with anything else right and then taking that also into the workplace with like our careers like you know doing youtube doing social media i think we definitely fit in feed into our insecurities a lot too when we create them especially because like on social media you're always comparing yourself to other creators other things getting feedback from people so those insecurities can also come from you know like thinking about what other people think about you i think that's another place they stem from too Yeah. And I think that is, yeah, on the topic of social media, oftentimes we're afraid to maybe try a new piece of content out because, you know, finding something that works, that's helping you grow is really hard on social media, especially now that like, you know, everyone, you know, takes it more seriously. So like when you find something that does stick, like you just want to stick to it. But like, the thing is that your creativity is probably what got you there in the first place. So you shouldn't like starve that creativity in the future, because then either you'll either get burnt out and just not want to do it anymore or like you'll do it so long that people get tired and because you refuse to innovate like you just kind of become you know played out but I I think that also does go into the ego thing because again like you know everyone says don't judge your life by likes and whatnot and of course I believe that but when it's your career or when it's something you're trying to pursue and those metrics play into how successful you are at it it can be hard to um, break the two up. Definitely. I think about it, especially like through reading YouTube comments sometimes. Like I know I I definitely don't read YouTube comments as much as I did before just because mm-hmm. I know that's where a lot of my insecurities do start coming from when I start reading, you know, like just negative things people say sometimes. I'm just like, you know what? I don't, I don't need this in my life. So I know that's where the insecurity comes from. So that's why I stopped doing that. And that kind yeah, of feeds... Oh, go ahead. No. I think like for me, when it comes to YouTube comments, like I decided like my approach is to face them head on. Like, for example, like I started doing more Taekwondo vlogs rather than just tutorials all the time, because I don't know, it's just like what I'm inspired to make at the moment. And with the whole COVID thing, like it's just kind of my situation. So I'm really having fun making these videos, but sometimes I'll get a comment that's like, oh, you know, I really miss your Taekwondo tutorials and whatnot like that. And it's like, I used to take that as like, oh my God, like nobody likes this content. Like, <laughs> stop everything you're doing but it's like that was just one person that says that they prefer an old thing and like 
there could be 2000 other people that really like this thing. So I think like my approach is to literally just like look that in the eye, like that comment in the eye and gain the perspective of like, this is one person with one opinion. And there's a ton of other people who will like what you're doing or whatever um, new venture that you're on. For sure. Yeah, there's always an audience for everything. So let's talk a little bit about, going to the next section, about the impact of insecurities. So I think the impact of security, I mean, the obvious thing is that you limit yourself and you live a life of regret. Um, because when you're insecure, a lot of people like to say they're perfectionists. Like, you know, you'll hear that a lot. I'm a perfectionist. Like, I don't want to do it until it's ready. When like, I really do believe that that is a mask for insecurity because nothing's ever going to be perfect, whether it's a relationship or a new hobby or whatever, like you're never going to be perfect at it. Like in a year from now, no matter how good you think it is in the moment, you're going to look back and say like, wow, like I was really stupid or really bad at this or like whatever. So like you just have to get stuff out. But I think when you're when you live a life of insecurity, it stops you from trying new things. And the thing that I always put into perspective is like, you know, when I'm at the end of my road and, you know, I'm, I'm looking at the light in the sky, hopefully, I always think like, I don't want to say like, I wish I had done that. So whenever I'm afraid or insecure about doing something, I always think of it that way is like, is that really the life I want to live? So that's kind of like my tool for, you know, pushing. Yeah. Just like, is yeah. Am I being the person that I want to be or am I choosing things based off of the wrong thing? Yeah. Um, I feel like the impact of insecurities kind of, um, it kind of creates a certain kind of energy and I'm a big believer of just like, you know, positive energy brings on more positive outcomes. So if you're living in, yeah, that just kind of insecure mindset where you don't feel confident, you feel all this negative energy, that's what you're going to end up having more of. You're not going to arrive at something good just because you're insecure and hesitating about things. So that's like one of the impacts is more negativity, more, even more insecurities, really. Um, that's kind of like the big impact for me whenever I'm feeling insecure. That is so true. I, I believe the same thing. Like, I don't know if you like believe, I mean, I think you kind of just said that you do, whether you know what it is or not, but like the law of attraction where like what you yes. put out is what you give back. I'm a huge believer. And it's not just because like I read it in a book and I decided to believe it, but like <laughs> I've lived it. Like whenever I put myself in a more positive frame of mind, more good things come to me. And whether you want to believe that's because of some like, you know, universal law or just because simply when you're more positive when you're happier like you just have that confidence in yourself so you're willing to do things which of course is going to bring more good things to you however you want to look at it like that's something that I really believe in so I think that's an interesting point to just point out that like if you live in a state of negativity then that's where you're going to end up and I think like I don't know about you but there are certain places in my life where I'm so positive and then other aspects where I'm so insecure and like it's funny how like your life will shape that way where like you're skyrocketing and thriving in that one area that you're so positive about and then the area where you're insecure like you make no progress yeah Definitely. I think like that has a lot to do with um, the way kind of I look at failure. I know we talked about this in a previous podcast, but 
the reason that I feel so comfortable with failure now is because I still stay positive and I maintain that energy. So even when I get like rejected from something that doesn't feed into a new insecurity and that doesn't make me feel like, oh, like I'm never going to be able to get anything, you know, like good for me again. Rather, like if I get rejected from something, I'm like, all right, this one wasn't for me. And I keep up that positive energy. I don't let it turn into something negative for me. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think with failure, like once you get once you like do fail a few times and you remember and like you know what that feels like and you realize the world did an end, like it doesn't scare you (laughs) nearly as much because like the problem is most people don't fail like a lot in their youth because, you know, I don't believe in participation trophies and all that stuff. So I think that plays into it. But for sure. Different All topic. Right. Digital <laughs> impact moment. It's Digital a favorite. Digital impact moment. Okay. So, Sammy, do you want to go first? You want I really do. No, I want to go first. Okay. You go first. Okay. So my digital impact moment, I went through like five different ones as I was picking my favorite one for this uh, podcast episode. And mine comes from a song. Um, I posted it on my Instagram story the other day. I don't know if you noticed, Donovan, but... I'll talk about it anyway. Um, It comes from a song called Stuck in the Middle from Mike Posner. I always thought it was Posner, but it's Posner. And um, pretty much the lyrics go, forgive me, I am building my ship as it sails. How do I become who I want to be while still remaining myself? So the first part, I know it's good. So the first part, forgive me, I am building my ship as it sails. It's like, kind of saying like hey forgive me for like when I'm screwing up I'm still like working on myself Uh so I really like that part because I mean I do screw up a lot and so like I but I am working something as I'm still going I'm still building that ship even as you know like we're out on the ocean um I'm still working on it and um the other part is how do I become who I want to be while still remaining myself I think that one applies so much to me right now because I think like Up until now, I've only been known for like, you know, Taekwondo and just like my athletic career with martial arts. And I want to kind of like, not really change that. But I also want to be able to be like all the other parts of me that I want to be like all my other interests, my other passions, everything else. I'm trying to get like my social media there and just being identified for like all of me not just this one part. But I think it's been a struggle. Because, you know, like everyone knows me as one thing and I'm like how do I become who I want to be while I still keep all those parts of me so it's just been like this struggle and I really related to it um it's a great song and just like yeah that line sticks in my head and I'm like oh other people feel like this not just me thank god well what I really like about it is especially the first line where you're building the ship as a sails because like you said that still indicates that like you're still sailing like you're not sitting here like trying to make the perfect ship and then sail uh-huh. it you're like you're realizing that like you know get there on the journey and I also like that it indicates that like it is something you build like when you build something like it takes time it's not instant like you don't snap your fingers so you know I think that you know you talking about how in social media we both had this like where we want to express different parts of ourselves but we reserve it because we're like well what if people don't like it I think like that's all part of the building process is like you know maybe something a part that you're using to build breaks you know or something like that but like the most important thing is that you just keep like you know trying and keep trying to build that thing and eventually like it'll create the perfect ship for you so I definitely relate to you on the whole social I mean you and I have this conversation all the time about you know 
wanting <laughs> about wanting to branch out. And you know, we see again going back to what you were saying about comparing ourselves to other creators, and we see all these people who are like having these channels that we want. And the reason that they have those channels and those platforms is that they created them. I mean, there's tons of people who. Um, you know, are known for something, but aren't afraid to also show other parts of themselves. Yeah. So that's on us. My digital impact moment is all about self-care because I think people have a misconception about self-care. So I'm going to read this. I don't know who originally posted it, but Karuchi on Instagram is the one I saw it. So it says, sometimes the spiritual journey is not about adding all these things to our routines, such as affirmations, meditation, crystal and herb use, retreats, books, etc. Sometimes it's best to just start by unlearning, unraveling your mind to find the hidden and ashamed parts of your psyche that have a big influence over your current state of being. Asking yourself why you have certain behaviors or beliefs and where does that come from? I don't think you'll ever be able to transform from within if you look to outside tools to connect with yourself, aside from a therapist. Childhood memories and adolescent experiences will drag you through the mud if you suppress them and try to love and light your way out of trauma. Wait, did you post this on your story? I did. I reposted it on my story. So the thing that I really like about this, and I've been guilty of this myself, is when it comes to self-care, like we think of like, oh, let's do a really good skincare routine or let's go like try something different. But I think a big part of self-care is like it said, like, how about just like spending some time with yourself and figuring out where this pain is coming from because if you don't address it at its root like it's just going to continue to sprout new leaves like cuz i feel like you know the skin the the retreats and books and you know affirmations are just like cutting off branches but if you never go like take the thing out from the root like it's always going to be there and it'll grow new branches if that makes sense so that's something that's kind of been weighing on my mind because to bring it to a personal level the thing that i'm always the most i guess traumatized about is relationships like I'm very much someone who does not do relationships I've never been in like a full-on like committed relationship because one I have abandonment issues and two like I've never really had a good role model for like what love and a healthy relationship is supposed to look like my parents were together for like 20 years and then they split up like I thought that's what love was um you know I've just never had a good picture of like what a healthy relationship looks like and the one I guess I guess you could have called it a relationship but it was never really defined as that it was like so crazy and toxic and like it made me like the craziest I've ever felt so like that's what I have in my mind so I always like try to avoid that and pretend it doesn't exist when like I need to really address that and like you know unravel that so that I can move on and be open to that experience so then I have a question to kind of challenge that how do you think you can do self-care for that like for you know like relationship issues or for growing that how do you take care of yourself through that I think a big part is one addressing that there is a problem like finding where where that pain comes from like what experience started that and then what experiences help to continue to grow that so first it's finding the root which can be hard which I think involves 
you know, spending time with yourself and like just thinking and also like journaling. Like I personally am a big advocate for journaling because I feel like when you write out your thoughts, you can kind of like connect the dots and see where things come from. So that would be a big piece of advice I have. So like once you've found the problem, now you have to take into account like, okay, like what was the problem with that situation? And so like for my case, if since you know, my problem is like, I don't have a good role model for, you know, what love is supposed to be. Like, I think you need to find that. And I don't think there's necessarily one answer. I think love looks different to everybody, but like, I think you need to kind of figure out what that looks like for you, which I think again, can be done by writing it out. Like, what do you, what do you need? Like, what is, what can someone provide for you? Not like from a like, oh, what can they do? But like just, you know, what what qualities does someone need to have to compliment you? And in terms of like anything else, like if it's a career thing, like think about like what are you happiest doing? And what's and then list out what's stopping you from doing those things and then work on checking those things off so that you can cross them out so they're not stopping you. Because like the whole point of this episode is that is probably most of them you're creating yourself. Right. No, I like that because then you can also, on a positive way of looking at it, you can create what you want, like, yeah, that sense of love to be like because it's personally to you what you are looking for and what you want, then you know what to go after. So I like that. For sure. Um, section three. So it's the last little part. Now we're going to take, you know, like section one was figuring out um, where the insecurities come from. Section two was seeing how they impact us. And the last little bit that we want to talk about is how we can address them. So what we can do once we've like identified them, seeing how they're like, you know, affecting our lives, what can we do to not get stuck in that, but to actually improve our situation? Yeah. Why don't you start this one? So for this one, for me, it's, all right, let me think of an example in security that I have. Um, for me, it's uploading vlogs to my YouTube channel. Oh, I hate that right now. Like it is, okay, if you see like my past YouTube history, I used to upload all the time, like literally all the time vlogs. And then for the past like year, year and a half, it has been so freaking hard for me to just like create something of my actual life and put it out into the world. Um that's like a huge insecurity of mine. I'm like, will people like it? What are people going to say? Maybe no one's going to watch it. Maybe I'm going to receive the wrong reaction, things like that. So how I'm addressing that is basically just learning how to do it for myself because what I'm worried about is like the exterior exterior factors of it. When the reason that I want to create it and the reason I used to create is because I wanted to create memories. I wanted to tell a story. So I'm kind of... Um, removing all of the external factors that are affecting me negatively and focusing on why I want to do it. It's like, so just going back and focusing on my why and feeling really strongly about that, it just kind of helps drown out the rest of the noise. Yeah, I think that's a really good point. Because when you, I feel like, you know, like in the context of creating or, you know, in your case, vlogging, if you can connect it back to like, almost your not like necessarily your inner child but kind of your inner child like it becomes less about what people think about you and more about what um like you think of what you're doing and I think if you're like I don't know about you but I feel like I've grown the most on in life on social media or anything when I'm like really excited about it like my taekwondo videos did the best when I was just like so excited to like you know teach this or do that or whatever so you know kind of like you like I'm moving in a direction of like getting that creative spark back and just expressing myself in different ways so I think that's a really good point 
I think like the the reason that I'm sticking to that is, you know, like with an insecurity, there's a bunch of different things that make you feel uneasy about it. But finding my why is the one place I feel confident in. So I guess, yeah, that's like a technique. If you're insecure about something, you know, like, yeah, figure out what makes you feel uneasy, but also feel or find out the one thing that makes you feel strongly about it and just focus all your energy on that rather than the uneasy parts. That's going to kind of help you. Um, yeah, just identify something you can hold on to. For sure. I think for me, the biggest thing is realizing that like, you don't have to do everything at once. So like, if you're struggling with doing something, like realize that like, you don't go all the way to 100 immediately, you can start from step one, I think you and I both kind of have that problem whenever we want to do something, we want to do it in its most extreme capacity. And it's like, you know, Things take time to build, like kind of like we were talking about with your digital impact moment. So realize like, okay, so for example, like with love, you know, like I was talking about, you know, I don't sometimes like I'll get so in my head and I'm like, oh my God, like, I don't know if I'm ready for a relationship and getting married and like, you know, where are we going to live and like, where are we going to hang out? It's oh like, God. Well, like, <laughs> why don't we start by like just meeting somebody, messaging them and like, you know, getting to know somebody. So I think that's- You don't a big- have to have- your- your kids names picked out exactly. <laughs> that's just how my brain works like i if i can't see the full end of the spectrum i'm like oh god like how is this gonna work um and then my other thing would be like you know if this would be more i guess for a career but i guess it could be applied to anything is to envision like your future self and 10 years being in that place where you want to be. It kind of goes back to what you were saying. It's like finding your why, like your why probably connects to like a place you want to be in your life 10 years from now. So like, but to take it like, you know, a little deeper, like actually create yourself in 10 years, what that person looks like, what that person, um, where that person is, and then make it somebody you're excited about. And then realize that like, you can be that person and that, you become that person not by, you know, skyrocketing forward because that's your person that you're supposed to be in 10 years. You get there by taking steps every day to, you know, create that person and create those traits and that career and that relationship and whatnot. So um, one step at a time and envision your badass self in 10 years, um, just thriving in every way that you feel that you aren't right now. Yeah. And I think the last thing that I want to leave off with is sometimes like being new at something or not really knowing what you're doing can be a strength. I think that was my biggest strength with YouTube was not having an insecurity of knowing or like feeling like I had to do something one way. It's just like wanting to get out there and do it and be okay with like figuring out how I do it. The same thing with Taekwondo. When I started competing, I like knew that everyone else was better than me right then. But I'm just like, well, I'm going to try. And, you know, just like kind of that ignorance or that naiveness um, Mm -hmm. can also be a strength instead of an insecurity because you really don't know how far you can go until you're doing it. That's actually a really good point. I never thought about that. But like you do kind of feel your most empowered when you're just kind of like naive going into like something and you there's no like expectation. That one. There's no expectation of you to be anything or to succeed. Like nobody has expectations other than you. So I think that's the cool part. Well, because then like it really is all about you. You're not really comparing yourself to others because, you know, but like when you get to a certain level of success, then you're like, oh, I have to like be a certain way. And I think that's not always a bad thing, but I think it can get in the way of your 
you being the best version of yourself. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Well, cool. Okay. So I think those are all the points I wanted to talk about. Yeah, I do want to leave off with one other thing that I read. I think I also shared this to my story, but it kind of relates to our topic. It says, you are not a negative person. The human brain is designed to look for the negative. Constant threat assessment is what has kept the human species alive. We operate best when we practice appreciating our brain for keeping us safe while also teaching it to look for the positives. I love that. All right, well, we're going to start being more consistent, so make sure that you follow us on Instagram at the Power of Will podcast, and we will see you guys for our next episode next week. Thank you for tuning in. Bye. Bye.